you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Two co-hosts and one certified saddie. hey from the Chris Wesley Podcast Studio. It's Around the NFL, and I am Dan Hansis, and I got heroes all up in this studio. Mark Sessler. Greg Rosenthal, and one more, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, actually, you know what? Hit it. Colleen Wolf, Connie's the queen. She is the queen of NFL media. Colleen Wolf. What is that? Where did that come from? That was lovely. Who did that? (laughs) Yes, who did that? Eric behind the glass. Um, I'd have to get back into the Google, the Gmail. Oh, yeah, the Gmail is actually on my desktop, guys, not oh. on my is it laptop. From, back excuses. in the day when we, from when behind we the asked glass. for yeah, different sorry, uh, theme songs for Colleen, we're still yeah, yeah. This is from uh, I think a 2020 email that I got. Okay, so well, that's um, so nice. Thank you very much. Yeah. I will accept. All right, and we will credit <laughs> whoever it is by the I'll end drop, of this episode. I'll drop a slack to you right now, Dan. All right, great. <laughs> well, Connie, how are you? Hey, I what am is great. Um, I haven't seen you guys in a while, so this is nice. Um, I'm going to Tybee tomorrow morning Hey-o. with Greg. We have a 6 a.m. flight. Uh, <laughs> Sessler is house-sitting for us and dog-sitting Memorial mm. Day weekend. So, Dan, what are you doing in my life? I am... Wait, is that a true story? Mark really is house-sitting? Yeah. Uh, oh, they awesome. finally have hired a professional to take care of the, <laughs> their animals. Didn't oh, Erica do it once? <laughs> uh, I believe it was our friend Emily who used to work here. Emily. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've, um, they've upgraded. I will be spending time with my family. Mm. Okay. Um, but I will be happy to help out, Mark. If you, any issues arise, I know there's two dogs. Yeah, no, I could. That's use, a lot yeah. of. That's a lot of use canine. Your You're a dog owner, so I certainly am. Yeah. But I'll be busy with that dog too. And oh yeah, you Captain can't. You is can't bring higher Captain up on the priority list. Then your two dogs. Today. Dasher might murder Captain, <laughs> so might. that can't happen. He might. Okay. How is everybody doing from the office of uh, corrections and omissions? <laughs> Uh, for around the NFL, apparently um, some whoppers <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, misfires. Um, and we own these. This is We own this it. Is what we That's are. a great way to put it. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's start with uh, the category of pronunciation. Uh, the uh, term for excessive hair growth, uh, Greg, on unexpected areas of the body, such as the face, chest, and back. Not here, Stute. It is... Hirsute. Hirsute. I mean, I just uh, tripped over that one again and again. I don't know why I wrote it down, and uh, I hope you haven't been trying to use the word hirsute to impress Mm -hmm. your friends or hirsute, because that would be the wrong one. It's almost like wearing a hair suit. Hirsute. If only you were here on Monday, (laughs) Colleen. I was listening and noticed. Oh, you clocked it immediately. Yeah, well, Dan told me to listen to the last episode, and I thought it was a test, so I did it. To be ready for this one? Yes. To not uh, double up and whatnot? Mm -hmm. Correct. So I did my homework. 
I'm a professional. She sure is, folks. And then we have uh, in the Department of Mathematics, which I'm not taking any L on this one uh, because everyone knows where I stand in this category. I'm leaning on the other guys. $6.05 billion uh, was um, in this room said to be that extra point oh five was $300,000. Well, yeah, I, uh, the actual mark uh, six point oh five billion is actually six billion plus. I don't. I'm not. I stopped doing the equate the, the work on this. Um, I'm taking the massive L. I did a, a Google search and probably plugged in the wrong numbers, which is I know Dan's like the I'm not good at math guy, but uh-huh. like I belong to that club to some degree too. That's been a historical uh, problem for myself. I don't think anyone was <laughs> expecting you guys to get the math right. Uh, all right, so we still don't know then. I don't know if it's if this show needs I think to be it, delivering those that product. I think the world can move on. Yeah. The yeah. billionaires that are buying this uh, great organization soon to be great. It's fifty million. Like they've got a lot of it's fifty money. million. Mm. That sounds more it's reasonable. Six billion, fifty million dollars. So, uh, and even to my point that I was making on the Monday program, what are we doing? Why are we adding the point oh five? Because it was fifty million dollars <laughs> extra on the purchase yeah. price. That adds up. It's fair. That ain't pennies in the old give a penny, take a penny till. It's kind of a rounding error, though, when you're buying a $6 billion team. That's insane. That's true. Wow. That's true. Um, Mark, how are you? You're waving that uh, card in front of your face. You got the vapors? I feel horrible. You should have worn the jean jacket. I don't know if that would have saved what's happening here, but I I am here to to do my best, and I will. Uh, that's also what we are about. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> um I proceed gingerly because I know I don't want to get on your fashion choices. You're wearing kind of a winter coat right now, or at least a, a It's fall very coat. light. No, it's very light. It's very, it's a light coat. I just want to say that I had been scrolling through Instagram after the Monday show, and I stopped dead in my tracks when I saw your jacket because I liked it that much. Mm. So okay. I was aligned. And when I listened to the show, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, they liked it too. So it's a, it's a good choice. Now Mark's looking Totally refreshed. It's like he just came <laughs> out of the shower. A, a woman says something nice to him, and he's good. All right. He has perked up. Um, all right. And before we get into part two of the glossary, which Colleen is 100% prepared for. I am. On a on just almost a uh, absurd level. Mm-hmm. Some say too prepared. I've been preparing for days. Um, <laughs> I want to check in with one other topic from uh, um, the Monday app. Wow. My new favorite guy. Mike North, (laughs) Peter North of scheduling. Love this guy. Love everything about him. And um, you could have put this as the N. I suppose that's Connie's letter, though. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I just want to say that uh, here. Let me put it this way before I get into it, because I know um, there are if you're looking for an NFL podcast uh, that will tell you why the swing tackle of the Bengals uh, is an issue because he's opening up his hips too quickly in third down passing situations. Uh, if you were looking for a braggy podcast where someone's clocking that, cool, go find it. But I dare you to find another NFL podcast that is more on top of uh, profound bullshit like this. We're all <laughs> over stuff like this. Like North coming out strong and talking about the Bengals, uh, raising their hand and saying they wanted to be on Black Friday, not this year, but every year. Clearly, that ruffled some feathers and then north went out and did more media <laughs> no he did not. and he's the best he was on the adam Schefter podcast and then uh just listen to the the wording here for for mike 
the Jets, once they found out they were the host team, then started to think about, hey, is this something we could make a permanent fixture as part of the NFL schedule? Maybe they didn't raise their hands in February, but now that they've been selected as the Black Friday host, I think they might be interested in it too. Mm. Love this guy. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of floating things out there for us during the slow part of the year to aggregate. And I got to say, north to the moon. He's our North Star. Bang. Now you were on. Now you got on the Bengals for being a little bit too uh, volunteerish, I would say. Um, right. Now the Jets have done apparently done the same thing. Are you? Do you? Do but you, listen to the listen to the wording here. Okay. The Jets once they found out they were the host team, then started to think about, and then he added, maybe they didn't raise their hands in February, but now that they've been selected, they might be interested in it too. There's not even any. Proof that, according to what Mike North said, that they even did that. Well, if you, yeah, if you look at the wording, you're, you're right. He sort of danced Maybe Mike around. Mike knows something that, that we bit. don't. Yeah. Are you at all concerned <laughs> um, that Mike North, who has been with the company for 25 years, is going to get called into the principal's office and maybe um, told, like, hey, maybe Ixnay on the EDMA? You know, a little, a uh, little less north. Am I concerned? A little less north, a little more. Just let the schedule speak for itself. Uh, that would be concern. a mistake. That would be a mistake because I'm saying he's adding a lot of pop. Yeah, I mean, if if nothing else, this is a very boring time of year, and anyone that wants to bring some sizzle, uh, you know, bring out a fajita plate sizzling. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets excited when the fajita plate it's pops the through the doors. That's what Mike North is doing right now. So, dream on, Mike North. North is untouchable. Make that content. All right. Anything else? Did I tell you I, I uh, sat talking of group today? Near, I gotta say, Mike North, you know, back in the day. We, yeah. Oh, in, you yes, you shared. Yeah, you, you an office. That anecdote was provided. <laughs> it's a well-worn anecdote. It's a good one though. Did you ever go out to lunch with him? No, I don't think I went out to lunch with a single member of the uh, New York office. Sounds while exciting. I was there. I mean, they didn't. They weren't taking lunches. They weren't asking me to go to lunch. Occasionally, said you were there for like yeah, over like, a year, right? Well, I would like only Manhattan. You can go out and get like a hot dog. I would only get once or tw- once or twice a week in the in the office. Uh, and one of those days was Sunday when basically no one was there. Uh, but everyone just went down and they got. Makes me sad. I know they went down and got <laughs> street food because it was, as good as the huddle sure. was. The street food banging right there. Right. You just get the street the food. The huddle is the commissary it. both You go back. If you see someone yeah. you know maybe down at the street food, yeah, you, you sit there. But it's I kind love of a, a quick truck. Yeah. Truth, truth. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. Is everyone ready? Colleen, your, we'll your nails are outrageous. You my, want my give nails people a tap. I, I think nailing. that's a whole industry of um, audio files. Some ASMR for you guys. Do it. Wild. There All right, go. get us going. We're picking up with the letter sound effect right there. N. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for N, I went Nadir. Oh, we already did that on Monday. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> no, no, I know. I I mean, just as proof, <laughs> I took notes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. B uh-huh. for Boeing. Yeah, I was like, how do I spell this? <laughs> Boeing. That's correct. <laughs> okay, great. B-O-I-N-G. Okay, so Nadir, as in where the bears have been. But okay. 
it doesn't quite feel that they are at their lowest or had been at their lowest because I think there's so much optimism around all of the moves that they've made. So I think the clouds are lifting this offseason. And I feel excited about the Bears, which is kind of strange. I think that it's going to be by the time training camp rolls around, maybe I will be sick of this talking about them. Mm. But especially with Rodgers out of the division, I really love the way that this Bears team is intriguing me right now. Like, of course, the coaching staff kind of struggled to find an identity out of the gate last year, and they didn't have any pass catchers for Justin Fields. But I love them bringing in DJ Moore. They finally have a number one guy for Justin Fields. They fixed, or at least they addressed the offensive line, drafting Darnell Wright, have a new face at right guard too. And then the defense bringing in the Eds. Happy about that. TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, I just think no that one calls them the Ed Wolf. You're, Eds. you're making that up. The Eds. Ed Sessler. You guys have Eds in your family. <laughs> Uncle Ed Hansis. Everyone has Eds in their family. There's always an Ed. I, I have part. no Eds. I have no Eds. Don't, oh, it's good to have an Ed. Name an Ed that doesn't bring a little heat himself, a little sizzle Eight. on the feet. Exactly. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Ed so, Sessler? Oh, absolutely. Let's fly with yeah. Ed. It's all sizzle. With I love Ed. an Ed. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, it's one of the youngest rosters in the league. So Dad, that- I finally found a show that you should listen to. <laughs> you know what? Ed is in on the Bears. <laughs> Are you? Nadir. Ed is for Nadir. I am a little concerned because it was about a year ago at this time that I recall you um, deeply hyping up the Indianapolis Colts. 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 Apocalyptic. But I, I think you, the thing you have that you're completely right about is the Bears on offense were vastly entertaining a year ago, minus all these parts. Right. They already were doing it because of the quarterbacks. So it's like I, I, the only thing that stands out to me is like, they're, if they really thrive, probably their offensive coordinator gets yanked out for a head coaching job, and you're stuck with one of these defensive-minded coaches and Matt Eberflus, who's the most to me. I just don't know, understand who he is at this point. I'm waiting. It's kind of how I felt about like Zach Taylor a couple years ago. Until you learn, um, I don't. I don't know if he's the guy to do it, but like, uh, why not? The Bears are far more interesting than they've ever been during the run of this show. Eberflus was absolutely the coach, one of the coaches that Travis Kelsey when he went through, and it was like. Who's that? Yeah. Who is that guy? Right. That guy's well, so in the NFL. Uh, that the coaches are my biggest concern. You mentioned, you know, maybe their offensive coordinator gets plucked. That would be a great problem. I don't know what I'm getting in Luke Getze. He was a first-time play caller last year. They weren't. They weren't great. They they didn't have a lot of talent, but they weren't great. Defense, they were terrible. And I think you're right. They've hit the nadir. Right. I think there's a reason to be excited. They better have. I I love that <laughs> Chase Claypool instead of trying to be a savior is like a three. And I kind of like Tyler Scott, their fourth round pick, kind of getting in the mix as a nice four. And you have Cole Komet. So now, you know, maybe Clay, Chase Claypool is your three or your four behind mm-hmm. DJ Moore, behind Mooney. You, the offensive line's definitely better. It's more the defense that I'm concerned about. Up front, they're not great. And Iberflus didn't show anything. I'd like to see a little bit of schematic advantage if you're a defensive coach and they were the worst defense in the league. And Bears fans will say, oh, the, they had no talent. It's like some other teams had no talent too. And they were closer to okay. So I like them, but I think two things can be true. They're getting better. They're more exciting. And I don't like the fact that they have the same over-under win total as the Packers. And only one less Mm -hmm. than the Vikings. I don't see those three as close. you got to show it to me a little bit. I think they are. And I'm with you because I've talked about this. And I talked about it with Adam Rank, a huge Bears fan Mm -hmm. on on his uh, Bears podcast. um, That they do check all the boxes for 
a team that's going to make a big jump and potentially contend in that division, which as much as everyone's gassing up the Lions, um, would it shock you if that's a very tight division in December with no team running away with it? It would not shock me at all. If that said, are they maybe the fool's gold pick for the team where everyone says they're going to be better because you do need the defense to, to figure out something and be more competitive? And then you are putting a lot uh, on Justin Fields, a quarterback who's um, dynamic and exciting but has had some issues with injuries himself. And as a passer, there's still room for growth. I love that they have added weapons. I love that uh, Fields will enter a season healthier with a better offensive line. Uh, but there, are, there is a way, and you don't have to squint, that this doesn't work out. And coaching is a part of it, too. There's a concern there. I need Eberflus to have some type of like spicy fun fact that drops this summer during training mm. camp. We need that. Yeah. I just need I need a little more personality out of him, and then yeah. maybe I'll be more of a yeah. believer. Some he's, texture. He's spicy. He's quite if you're spicy. Tall. You're just you know, spicy. Spicy food stays either. spicy for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Flus. His friends Flus. Pretty good. The loose. That's okay. I lo- I, my thing is, like, if they get to seven wins, that's more than doubling their win total. That'd be, to me, a big jump. That's still Wait a double-digit loss. That's going from three to seven. That'd be a big jump, but you'd still be on the under, and you still, you know, wouldn't Oh, my be God, this is going to be my Colts. Don't, don't let it in. Don't Eber let it Flues in. Eberflus came from the Colts. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> oh. I, there's concerns <laughs> oh, here. No. Don't let doubt creep in. <laughs> they hit the, the first nadir. letter. They definitely hit the nadir. <laughs> they hit the nadir. <laughs> they hit the nadir, though. You can't say they didn't. Okay. Um, and I do love they open the season at home against a Packers team in transition. Big... Fun game. Week one is big for everybody. For the Bears, if they can get out of week one with a big performance and everyone's fields lights it up and DJ Moore has 120 yards receiving, man, that could set you on a trajectory. They did beat the 49ers what are you looking in at, week Mark? one last uh, year. You know, we, have a, a, we have a panel indicative. of glass here, and there's there's a, like a school group uh, watching us, and I feel like I'm about to faint, so I hope that happens in front of a school group. Is it uh, Chrissy Stapleton? <laughs> is it Inglewood High School? Yeah, they're, they're, they're here in the building. And they just want to take a look at you, Mark, specifically. On a field trip. This is why Mark is sweating. This would be a bad episode to faint if, like, 14 school children saw you. Why is that man man in the parka uh, sweating so much? (laughs) I'm having a weird day. O is for overkill. Actually, you know, let me do this. Overkill? Hmm. Okay. This according to Awful Announcing. I like that site. I read that site. A fair bit. Old school blog. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Jim Nance, here's the headline, says he and Tony Romo could call nine Kansas City Chiefs games this season. Here's the quote from Nance. This is what it used to be like. Back in the Brady-Belichick days, Phil and I would do eight or nine Patriots games a year. I want to say uh, to that, is that the right way to use your number one team? Is there a case to be made that you don't essentially make the Chiefs um, and whoever they're playing the uh, the focus of your, your top one team, not just your top announcers, but also your top production team and all that. Is there a better case to be made for spreading it out, Connie? And give them, of course, you're going to cover plenty of cheese, but you want to spread out your number one team across the landscape uh, if the Chiefs are as good as we always expect them to be in the playoffs, cover all the Chiefs you want during the AFC, uh, that side of the postseason. 
but let's uh, we don't need to do it the way we've always done it. Changing things up. The wizard is still <laughs> sure, wizardry. But if the Chiefs are the best team, don't you want your best team on it? Like Not if really were, though, because there's no? so many exciting players and teams across the landscape. I guess how many times, Mark, do we need to hear Tony Romo talk about how? Patrick Mahomes is a wizard. Well, I think like, he's out of ways. I've been on Mark's radar for years. Absolutely, because I think it's been seasons in a row where I, I feel like Tony Romo, uh, who's maybe literally overly critiqued in general at this point. Like, let's find a little bit better uh, like things to do with our time. But like, um, he runs out of stuff to say about Patrick Mahomes, like we all do. And it's like I, I don't need them to do nine Chiefs mm-hmm. games. I think also for them, it's not a great exercise to do the same team over and over. Um, I, I I just feel slight exhaustion when it's the same subject matter time, we wonder and why time again. Tony Romo seems bored these days because he's doing the same thing. It's Groundhog yeah. Day in that booth. I mean, I hear you. It, but if you're <laughs> picking different games just so that your guy making $30 million a year doesn't get bored, that's uh, too much. He's Think not making about- 30 It's like, uh, how about just uh, be a pro? How about us, though, as the, as the fans? Don't you want to hear? You have other guys in the booth that maybe you'd like to hear what their thoughts are about I the would. Chiefs. And- I would. Sure, but, but nobody's going to be more prepared to talk about the Chiefs than the guys who are only covering the Chiefs, pretty much. <laughs> I agree too. And when you're a when you're exactly. a pa- when you're a Patriot, when they when it was Sims and Nance for all those games, there's an absolute fatigue for the fans too. It's like I heard Phil Sims's Bill Belichick stories so many times that after a certain point, you're right. Yeah, I think you run, out of, you run out of content. I you're mean, right. in the course of one season, where you're t- they're doing nine games. There's going to be a week where they do that back-to-back at some point. I mean, how many times did you hear Romo last season go like, Jim, I can't believe it. Mahomes, I have a lot of things to say. Well, then find someone who has something to say. Right. When it's when it's the Bills, <laughs> when it's Bengals, late in the season. Editor's note, he never said that. <laughs> I do love that they set those the Bills and Bengals games up in December for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Because to me... Though that is getting back to what Jim Nance is talking about, whether it was Patriots, Colts, whether it was 49ers, Cowboys in the day. To me, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, that's that right now. And I want Nance and Rome on those. But it, what you're absolutely right. When it's earlier in the season, it's like at Vikings. They're set up for a 125. Yeah, we don't, you need, know, yeah, we don't need that. Like, like Chargers. Let's give that to NFL Network or something. Chiefs Prime, Chargers Prime is always pretty good, though. That's true. That's that's often a point time. What? What? <laughs> what? Uh, what? P, Greg. All right, uh, P is for the panic pivot, and that's what I won't have to do today. So the panic <laughs> pivot, if you're a fan of the glossary going back, it's like we don't necessarily plan what we're going to do Well, we just made this up time. like 17 hours ago. I'm just making things up. <laughs> uh, it's what happens, you know, if someone took your topic already, you got to do a panic pivot. Panic pivv. And you got to come pivot. up with uh, a whole new way to spin that word. I'm not going to have to do the panic pivot because I'm taking the Raiders who have been in the news. I wanted to revisit the Raiders. To me, this was a hot topic. So it's a regular old pivot. I'm just I'm letting the audience know what a panic pivot is. Power pivot. That's pivot. part of the glossary. Somebody is getting, yeah, <laughs> someone's just been put in a tough place. Okay, that's what I was looking for. I kind of wanted someone oh, to. Power pivot into a panic pivot for Sessler. <laughs> yeah. I thought that L already covered the Raiders, though, if I remember correctly well, from our last episode. Uh, was an L for I think loss? A, there is, prepared, folks. There is a reason to be on the Raiders beat, <laughs> right. and I know where you're going with this, and this adds some context to where we were with the right. Raiders. On More the news show. has happened since we talked. I also wanted to revisit visit them because uh, Mark put them in a body bag and like threw them into a river and sure. just might not have any Raiders fans left sure, at this sure, point. Sure. I got so. on to Good Morning Football, I was told this morning. Oh my God, that's amazing. How, How about you get on to Good Morning Football? They, they use the content from the show? 
That's apparently, yeah. But you know what? Mark deserves a little credit because I'm guessing you asked for that social clip and then they see the social clip or the social team put together the social clip and then they see that and then they put it on Good Morning Football. That works. We'll have to do an autopsy, a full one. (laughs) So they used the uh, clip from our show on their program? That's what I was told. I didn't didn't witness it with my eyes, but someone in the newsroom informed me of that. When I walked There's in. There's no reason Dan, to how doubt. Does that make you I don't feel? doubt. I don't Jeremy Bergman or whoever it was. You know it what it makes me feel? Doubt. I want Mark, if they like that clip, bring Mark on the show. Dan, Greg, all the guys. Well, that's very early in the morning. I'm <laughs> totally <laughs> fine with how they handled it. Welcome to my regular season. Up early. <laughs> uh, so we, we're, we're revisiting the Raiders because of this Devontae Adams story. And another one that I'm going to throw out. But Devontae Adams had some very interesting quotes to The Ringer. It was a really good article. It's by Maureen. Uh, Fader, I believe was her name. She wrote this great book on Giannis, too. She's she's one of the best sports writers out there. So check out the whole article because I think it deserves to be read in context. But the part that got people's attention uh, was him saying him in the front office uh, aren't seeing eye to eye right now, that they kind of talked to him about what they were going to do f- with this offseason. And they think the route they're going is the best bet uh, to be urgent, but he doesn't quite agree with that. He said, I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality. And I'm like, what is he talking about exactly? I guess bringing in Jimmy G, that's part of it, because he's kind of a deep threat, and Jimmy G's a, a very short uh thrower, a dink and dunk kind of thrower. And then Adams does later say, it depends on the style of ball we play. If we play a certain brand of ball, I can get Garoppolo to conform to whatever. <laughs> I like that. Whoa. But if we use him a certain type of way, and I'm reading into this the way that they're going to use him, uh, then it's going to make us tough to maximize who we should be this year. That's he, compelling. I, so I went and looked at like around these quotes, what else was happening. And he went out of his way to sort of say, he doesn't know Jimmy G. And everyone that's come out of the woodwork to tell Devontae Adams he's a great leader, uh, you're going to love him. And so it wasn't like – there wasn't animosity. No, but these no. were really strong quotes, I thought. And, like, the first thing that came to mind, and the reason that I was going to use it for my upcoming letter was that – You're going to have to panic pivot. Do you have pivot. to panic pivot? Oh, yeah, I, he is. I, I, I already told you yesterday, like, I have I have contingency plans because I knew this would happen. <laughs> oh, like, snap. Okay. So, yeah. But I will say, I think that I, I could just see a world under the Josh McDaniels system. This is my issue with the Raiders a little bit. I think Josh McDaniels is a bit of a tough guy to get along with for certain players. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae Adams is somewhere else by the end of the season. I, I just Whoa. think if it gets, if it just grows more and more cantankerous, it's like, what's the long-term plan with Devontae Adams? I had this as one of mine, too. So I, um, under, totally under control pivot coming up later. <laughs> it's a panic pivot. Um, Don't try to pretend it's Because it was for W, so I'm totally under control. <laughs> I got so much time. Oh, you got time. Um, I think there are three pound-the-table Hall of Fame wide receivers active right now. Uh, Tyreek. Uh, Justin Jefferson is obviously a little more of a projection, but I, you know he's special, and we know it. And Devontae. And and I I'm with you. I feel like right now he made that other point. I don't know if you said it that he was like, this isn't that whole thing where it's like I came here to be cute with Derek. Like yes, that was the narrative, the dominant storyline going in to last year. Oh, how all these college best friends are now playing together. Like he came there to be on a contender and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and also show that he could do it without Aaron Rodgers. He did it. He he showed he's he could do it without Aaron Rodgers. Um. 
but he's not on a team that's close to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, would it would it be shocking if he was on the move? No, I don't think it'd be shocking at all. Mm-hmm. He is a fascinating uh, uh, chip to dangle at the trade deadline for a team that wants to get over the hump, especially maybe a team where their quarterback has a lot of familiarity with uh, the wide receiver and maybe they have a little bit of a hole in their wide receiver room. You guys could put that together. I don't know who that might be, but it's something to watch. I agree. I I was kind of fascinated by the fact that he said that this was the first year, meaning last year, that he would have cared if he didn't get that all pro nod because his whole goal was to just show everyone Mm. that like he was the guy and that he had been overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay all of these years. And and he he's a his friend that was quoted in the article was saying like he's getting used to being the face of the franchise, which is a little different. And that's probably true right now. He is a, he is their leader. He is their best player. He's also like incredibly intelligent and and is good in front of a microphone and everyone respects him. Uh, But the part that I guess maybe you have to give McDaniel some credit that he said that they kind of involved him in these moves that they made. They talked to him at least, and they don't see eye to eye, but it was like, it sounded like what we want, which is mature, adults actually talking about the direction of the franchise and there's some disagreement and he's saying it in a respectful way here publicly. So I don't think there's any screaming like headline or anything. Uh, it's getting aggregated in a somewhat right. disrespectful way to what he was actually saying, but that's part of it. But part, part of it was there's this other thing out there and our coworker, David Carr retweeted it yesterday. And I, I have to admit, I was not familiar with the source that he retweeted. It's a man named Hondo Carpenter who works for SI.com, and it's like a fan site, but he is there asking questions and is part of the media, Hondo Carpenter. And he says that he thinks Hunter Renfro's not going to be on this team, that that. he thinks that something could happen post-June 1st. And I'm thinking, why would it happen post-June 1st? Like They could just predate it if they wanted to cut him. But that would be a trade post-June 1st. And this guy who who has been around the team and says – this is what he's hearing, and our friend da- Derek David Carr is wondering, hmm, maybe we can get old uh, Hunter over to New Orleans. That's why he was tweeting about it. Ooh, but spicy. it's just something to watch because Hunter Renfro would have trade value. And then if, like, Devontae knows a little bit about that, maybe that informs it. It's all just interesting. Little thorny. Let's take a break and then move on. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, we're back. Mark Sessler, the panic pivot is on. The letter Q. <laughs> toughy, toughy Ooh. on a pivot. All right. Um, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I have a little something on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pivot. So Q is for quiz me this. Why are we sleeping on the Steelers? Why are we acting as if the Steelers are nothing more than a side piece in the AFC? Uh, a plant being destined to produce only dark fruit. When the Steelers will win 11 or 12 games and ship all memories of Big Ben deep into the world of yesterday, there is no more Big Ben. Big Ben is days gone by, horse and buggy. Big Ben is a texture mill in central Oklahoma. (laughs) Big Ben is a parabolic mic along the interstate. The Steelers will win a playoff game at the very least. In middle December, Mike Tomlin will march into a dive bar in Moon Township and buy the entire house a cocktail of their choice. They will laud him as a king. 
25 cartons of Chinese food will be brought in. General Sal's chicken, various chow mains, platters of white rice, and then the tavern will quiet as a young child named Wedgley stands atop the bar and reads from a fortune cookie. Lucky numbers, 7, 21, 36, 49, 55, fortune. Animals will be able to speak telepathically with their owners by 2049. Ooh. My fortune, Steelers, 12 and 5, AFC title game. Ooh. Seacrest out. Put that on GMFB. That was not your The whole thing. Pivot, the fortune right? cookies, all of it, Kyle. Let's put put that put on. Put it on the show. Get Wedgley on. Yeah, yeah. Wedgley. Get Mark on. <laughs> I'm going to say early in the show, as early as possible. Why He'll be awake. Me? He'll be awake yeah. either way. That, you're perfect for good morning football. Actually, it's true. I, 7A. Is, I feel strongly <laughs> that the Steelers are being massively overlooked. You want to go telecast nine Chiefs games? I think the Steelers, when they have an off year, Mike Tomlin wins nine games. Right. I guess my my only thing was like I would not want to watch a ton of um, Steelers games in the in the number one slot on CBS. I don't find them what to if be they're good? exciting. You know, I also don't I don't see it in this conference like a, a path to 12 wins. But is Kenny Pickett a star? In this equation, I think that we get year two of Kenny Pickett, who, I mean, I, I thought down the stretch. Because he's got to be kind of like close to a young star caliber. Yes, I think, he, I think he is the perfect fit for Pittsburgh. He might not be somewhere else, but there's something about the whole thing. And I thought he was just super clutch late in games when it mattered in, in November and December. And we saw improvement. And it's like he made Mitch Trubisky a complete I memory. Keep thinking about that Christmas Eve game against the yes. Raiders where Kenny Pickett through, I think it was Pickett to Pickens. And the you were end, there, right? Yeah. And that game was so exciting. And the Steelers, like the Raiders lost that game 27 different ways. But then Kenny Pickett had some juice with the offense and Najee Harris. And I, I, I kind of like what they have going on there. They're not the most exciting team on paper, no. but they could be. I like their draft. They've addressed the offensive line. We talked about that after the draft, that get back to being the Steelers and see if Najee Harris is really worth what you invested in him in terms of uh, as, as a producer. What do you think, Reggie? I love what Mark's selling here. To me, I, I don't know if they're going to win 11 or 12. The trick is I like all these AFC North teams on paper. Yeah, where, where do you get 12 wins if, it, if they're playing with the Ravens? And it can't work Steelers, out that way. But the, the over-under I Bengals. might feel the strongest on in the entire division would be them over 8.5. Like, I, I agree that that is underselling where they are in their development, that they – should be looked at, and I think I'll be putting them in the playoffs as well. So I, I'm. I mean, they eight, won nine last year. Eight and a half, you said. Loving eight and a half. I would bang the over on that. Yeah. I think nine or ten feels right. Twelve but, is a little rich, but this is the game you play. You have to say this now, and so when it doesn't happen, no one remembers. <laughs> right. But when it does, then so let's. I'll make them remember. Just a quick look at the before we move on. So you got Cincinnati coming off. They're at eleven and a half. A twelve win season. Uh, they're still going to be great. The Ravens got Lamar and added to the wide receiver room. They're at nine we, and a half. We like the Ravens. The Browns, we just talked about the Browns as a team that if Deshaun Watson bounces back at all. They're nine and a half, too. So they're at the same level over under as the but this Ravens. This can't happen. Though. See, we're like that. We have everyone in the. the I, I predict that like two of these four teams we're talking about are going to flatline due to chaos that we don't see happening. It can come close, though, because we mentioned it on the schedule release show. They play the AFC South yeah. uh, out of division in the NFC West, which you know has got a couple good teams, but uh, the Rams and the Cardinals might not be so great. This either. is going to play out very well for yet another one seed for the Chiefs, because while they get to beat up on the Raiders and the Broncos and, and torture the Chargers, 
Um, I feel like the AFC East is just so competitive. They're going to cannibalize themselves a little bit. Same thing with AFC North, where I think 10, 11 wins probably takes that division. The South, I'm not ready to take seriously as a real entity in terms of the playoffs. Uh, I think that will depress the win totals of the teams because I do think you're right. There's always a chance one or two of these teams tank, but right now they all look pretty competitive with quarterbacks. Well, they had a 9, 10, and 12 win team a year ago, so it's, you know, business as usual. Yeah. Okay. Quiz me this. Quiz that me was this. a good one because you could yeah. just slide it. You slid out. You slide so anything. Kept quiz me, quiz this. me so this. So what I so what slid I it out. I, like the way that it's a professional three operates words. here is that I actually word. had that entry in three different letters. Like no, I just I wherever it wherever oh, it right. happened. Yeah. Smart. That is smart. Smart. Very I, smart. I got very distracted reading about the Steelers' new secret offensive coordinator assistant. Uh, Glenn Thomas. So maybe that's something that you guys need mm. to put on your radar. Okay. Because, Always trust the Glenn. They're, they're, mm-hmm. I remember when Matt Canada, who's their uh, OC. imperiled OC that no one likes, was once <laughs> kind of the secret offensive assistant that was helping the former offensive coordinator until mm-hmm. they got rid of him and lifted up Canada. The, you have some Canada anti-Canada takes too, don't you? I did in the middle of last season, but I, he, I warmed up to him a, a I'm bit. I'm not a big Canada guy. All right. Up next, R, Connie. R, Rich. That's where I'm going here, as in I'm waiting to see when Joe Burrow and Justin uh. Herbert get that quarterback money. They both have these two years left on their deals, but now that Lamar and Jalen Hurts signed theirs, there's some more comps to work with for the front offices. Joe Burrow says that he's pretty clear on what he wants in the negotiations that are going on right now. Uh, the Justin Herbert talks are pretty quiet, but I'm really interested to see how what the years are on both of these deals because Jalen and Lamar both signed five-year deals. I think that these, both of these, the Bengals and the Chargers, both of these franchises are owned by families that I think that they're going to want to push the years hard on these deals. So I'm interested to see where the the years land and where the money lands for both of these guys. And the guaranteed money, because you mentioned it, I don't think these teams have as much cash as others because mm-hmm. of the nature of their ownership. We went through the whole escrow thing. We don't need to talk about escrow, but it's kind of like for these fan bases. All right, Chargers, Bengals, let's be grownups. Let's just take care of this. I think both quarterbacks are so low key. They don't want to have any big drama publicly, but there was some talk in Cincinnati. It's like forever. That was Paul Brown stadium. Remember they mm-hmm. just wouldn't get a naming right. And the whole idea of them getting the naming rights was literally like looking ahead to this Joe Burrow contract. Like, oh, we better we better sell it to Akrasher. I don't know. Is it Akrasher? Who's Akrasher? I think it is. <laughs> Akrasher is in the I mix. I think that's Pittsburgh. That is Pittsburgh. Don't they have to have more guaranteed money than Paycor. Lamar Jackson? Paycor Stadium. Don't you have to pay these guys more than Lamar Jackson? Right. So, And, and Patrick Mahomes, who signed that 10-year contract, which was interesting, is probably going to get a new contract this offseason, too, like a restructured one where he gets more than... Jalen Hurts too, so it's all that's a fun one to watch. Spicy, whoever gets yeah, who gets more? That's good. Who's the highest paid player in the league? That's how this ends, right? I think it'll be it Mahomes. Does. Mahomes. Mahomes. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. S. That's me. Spoon. Perhaps the most underrated rock band of its era, all things considered. Uh, everyone likes Spoon. Greg, they just don't know it. All we were the time. just talking about. Yes, it. yes. Uh, they have a song called "The Underdog." Uh, I don't know if you guys know it. You probably do. You probably heard it. You're like, "Oh, I like this song." You didn't know it was Spoon. Uh, it was fo- it was featured prominently in one of those Spider-Man movies with the new guy. 
Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not aware. <laughs> not Andrew true. Garfield. Uh, oh, yeah, with the, the, with with the, the tall the... girl's boyfriend. Yeah, I like that. We're really talking like middle-aged. <laughs> and, uh... the, you, know, you know the kid. The boy uh, you charm. know the tall one with the glasses. I don't drink Spider-Man. He goes honest. around with I her. Apologize. Boyish charm, charisma for days. Very good actor, young actor. Anyway, uh, that leads me to the Arizona Cardinals. They are the ultimate underdogs entering 2023. You ready for this? Here's a stat. The Cardinals has, have opened as underdogs in all 17 games this season per DraftKings. Ladies and gentlemen, am I going to do it? He's going to do it. Is there an 0-17 possibility in Arizona? Oh, that's dark. I think that's so tough to achieve. Um, <laughs> and yet your team did it and almost did it again. So it's possible. They but did. I would say this. Like it's, it, it, let's say there's a world, and I think this is very possible, where they start out terribly and Kyler Murray, it's just sort of agreed that we're not going to put Kyler Murray into the middle of a car crash. And so you've got a combination of Colt McCoy, if he's even able to play at this point, David Blau, Jeff Driscoll, a quarterback. So that's the roadmap to not win games and to get destroyed. Uh, and I think they're the, they're the one clear team that, like, has a reason to get the number one pick and has a reason to not put Kyler Murray in in week 12 and try to win a few meaningless games down the stretch. So it's possible. They're the one, they're the, the first team I'd say. Yeah. The highest I, possibility. I think it's possible because of the out of division schedule. So you're, you're at Washington, say week one, like that should be a somewhat winnable game. But if Colt McCoy's starting, it's, it's less winnable. I mean, as much of a mess they were at the end of last season, they were in all those games and they won. They won some of them. You know, did they win that Atlanta game? No, Atlanta won at the end. But like, uh, you look at their schedule and in each site I go to on the side, it's like tickets as low as blank. And usually for most teams, it's like one hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred and thirty-four dollars. And with the Cardinals, it's just like twenty bucks, twenty-five bucks, thirty-five bucks. Ooh. Like you, you can get in if you're into the Cardinals this year. You can get into the building. I wonder if there'll be a team that is like so that goes so sideways that it's actually fun to watch at a certain point. Like it comes back around. It goes so far haywire, and so it just becomes comical at that point. I mean, that's if they get the Carson Wentz signing done. Mm, yeah. They That's got an, they It'll got get an, wild if Carson Wentz is on this oh team. And at Houston, week 11. You're right. It's not. It's like not the craziest thing. And unlike the NBA, which just had the, you know, the lottery, you know, you get that worst record, you get that one pick. And if you listen to the draft people, the quarterback draft people, some people like Drake May more than Ke Caleb Williams. So that this is a year where I think there's going to be two quarterbacks people absolutely love, and there'll be a lot of motivation to get to the bottom. Here are some great Spoon songs if people want to check it out. <laughs> Wild, which is one of my favorite songs the last couple of years. Anything You Want, The Underdog, as I said, You Got Your Cherry Bomb, Do You, Sister Jack, Inside Out, I Turned My Camera On. I think that was in the pilot. Of That's a lot of songs. You named a lot of songs. The Way We Get By. It's a great band. Um, but as we as we were talking about, it's yeah. a band, you hear the song, and you're like, oh, yeah, I like this song. Who is this? Right. And someone goes like, oh, it's Spoon. Spoon. And you're like, it's like oh, I yeah. always like that. I always like Spoon. Like Spoon. But then you don't follow up and actually listen. That's my. That's been my experience. I wonder if that's impacted their, their bottom line in a really uh, <laughs> egregious way, and it's probably very frustrating. But shout out to Spoon. Speaking of Spoons, you remember Mark back in the day? We're coming up on the year anniversary 
of one of the most famous questions in the history of around the NFL oh, to Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, the uh, Giants defensive end. Let's listen in. You know, you've just gotten to know Brian Dable, your, your new coach. Uh, would you it, just instinctually, do you think he's more of a front spoon or a back spoon when he is spooning someone? I don't I, I answer yeah, those type of questions. Yeah, that okay. one, that's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, I mean, there was this decision because just like right now, I was staring at, you know, my laptop and had come up with a variety of questions for him. And, and we had talked to him before, and I thought that, uh, you know, he was going to be game for. He was a humorless boob. Yeah, oh. and that, but that wasn't the case yeah. prior. No, he was no, great. When I was he there, we were friends. We were famous. When Greg was here, it, everything was under control. Yeah. I connected with the youth. You well, know? I, right. I was like, look, you know, I had, a, I had a decision, and I was like, I, I know this is not going great. I make the decision to ask this question or pivot uh -huh. off to something, panic pivot to something much more mundane. I was like, well, no, of course we're asking this question. And, and uh, It was the know. right move. As a journalist, it was the right move. Yeah. And you know, I there were some events that so came good. after the fact, after that interview, that the public got an eye on some things for that young man that mm -hmm. maybe he does, you know, he could stand to rethink some decisions. I Put it I, that way. I do love, uh, as part of that clip, before, it's like Thibodeau barely had the words out of his mouth. <laughs> And Dan's just like, oh, yeah, that's a hard question. It's like, it's, board. it's like, let's let's throw Mark from the boat. Well, no, you have to see his face. You have to see his face oh, as no. the question is being asked. Because it, it was like a slow motion car crash from my seat. I was like, oh, no. And then oh, front no. spoon or oh, no. back spoon is, uh, well, I've never really heard it described that I, way. You know, I did usually not, big I, or little right, spoon. Right, I, I did not describe back it Back spoon is, yeah. But like that. that's, I actually agree more with front or back because... In the, in certain worlds, like the back person right. could be the smaller could be a smaller person spooning. It doesn't. Right. I'm not, the smallest big spoon you will ever meet. Right, but you can play the that role. Wait, I don't. Gonzo's I don't a little like. Spoon? I don't like being a little spoon because I feel I mean, claustrophobic. It's yeah. not surprising. So and I don't think he don't necessarily likes it. But Greg pilfer his poison. I wasn't throwing you under the bus. I was trying to like it was going and, poorly. I tried to pivot out we, of that. We, yeah, that, we were. We got through that together. I know. That's all wow. I'd say about that. Because there was another. Nice try. There was like Greg. another fleshy, like just, 17 or 18 minutes to that. Jesus, like this I'm guy over I here. That. I don't know about that question. <laughs> My God. I didn't do that. I, I didn't joking. do that. It was a, it was a tough one though. But we had like a 25 minute conversation. I remember being in my car after that, like you're just like trying to figure yeah, out what, what we, just happened. Yeah, what it was like a bomb had dropped. No! I do. There is a part of me that always um, has thought we got to bring him back. I think so. Now, I just called him a humorous boob. That that could be an issue, but if it gets back to him. But he he was. And maybe if he's on the show again with Greg, most importantly, yeah. vitally. Yeah. I think he'll be back in, you know, better spirits. Big opportunity for him. More playful. Yeah. You'll have to ask him again, obviously. Um, yes. <laughs> now that you, obviously. you know, now that, that you is know a great call. So much better. <laughs> Let's say it goes great and he's like flying with us. And then we, one last question. It's on. It's like we didn't really get the the answer last time, but we've been wondering <laughs> the last couple of years. Maybe you changed your mind. You do answer those questions now. T, Greg. All right, my word is uh, truculent, uh, defined as eager or quick to argue, aggressively defiant. Have you been called this? No, but um, I think that could be accurate <laughs> in some cases. The sentence uh, describe. You know, they use an example sentence. It was his days of truculent defiance were over um, but let me tell you mine are just starting it's truculence off season uh let's let's hear some uh things this off season maybe that will inspire truculence or just to kind of like okay. get familiar with the words 
Uh, Roman Roy right now. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he does. Truculent as hell. I mean, he's I, he's truculent. There's something there, by the way. I think maybe you see yourself. I, we, I think Greg sees himself. Yeah. I, I hope not too much, but I just bit. think he's a great Because he's a, like a monster on the show now? He's a, he's a funny. Greg's eyes just sparkle <laughs> when you guys he's a funny. He's a funny monster. I've, I've always been a Kieran Culkin fan. Going back to Igby Goes Down, I think he's just a great actor. <laughs> but he cracks me up. I think he nails uh, that whole thing. He's an enemy of democracy. Well, now, yeah, with the political stuff, it's yeah. been less funny right. uh, that he's trying to ruin the country. No spoilers, though. No spoilers. Oh, yeah. Catch up. Catch up. Um, all right. Anytime, like, any reporter or analyst or someone on Twitter tries to draw any meaning whatsoever from OTAs and mini camps uh, that go beyond injuries, uh, that will make me truculent. Like, it doesn't matter. Stop. I saw stop. some of that with Just your stop. boy, uh, Anthony Richardson, recently. He's like, oh, the spirals are unbelievable from this kid. <laughs> I can't. It's like, relax. Just stop. Yeah. I well, think um, the Rams are going to get truculent when anyone says rebuild. This is on my radar. They're going to be very <laughs> sensitive what, yeah. Greg, if they're not when rebuilding. You, when you cover, like, eight teams in one with one letter, well, yeah, like, this you're is just fun. scattering me. You're, I'm being scattered left and right. <laughs> well, they're just one sentences. I'm okay, just. Well, I'm going to revisit one of these teams because I, I feel the, the nec- necessary. I think the <laughs> important thing is people leave this show understanding what truculent means. After my hirsute, uh <laughs> disaster the other day. It uh, is getting hairy right now. If you step on one more Sessler topic, I have it like will four, get I have four or more. Uh, Bears studio. fans. You know, we could double up a little. It's like uh, Bear, sure. Bears fans, anyone time, <laughs> sure. time anyone points out how little Eberflus added to the defense, or like even there's like a, a note chocolate. of caution, they'll Didn't get truculent. point that out earlier? Yeah, that, that, but I think Please. Bears fans, that that's, okay. they'll get truculent. Uh, Deshaun Watson or anyone associated with the Browns will get truculent if anyone dares mention uh, the reason he missed a season and a half. And, like, uh, he didn't go to jail, man. It's America. Like, they get very truculent. It's a bit of a blanket on the entire fan base. It's like you can't can't mention it. Uh, Sean Payton, if anyone mentions he was the Broncos' fourth choice to be head coach. Oh. (laughs) I think it's going to come. And then Bill Belichick, not truculent at all. This is Bill Belichick's season. He's so happy in the offseason. I think he loves this. How can you tell? Oh, actually, his he's like wearing the shorts. He's spinning the whistle. Was everyone a negative spin except for the Patriots one? Is that, yeah, is that how they split? Yeah. <laughs> he's spinning the whistle. In the press conference, he's at ease. Like, he still loves football. I don't think he loves, like, losing and the stress Probably of the not. season. But this is his time. He's just, like, teaching. He's a co- Like, he's a teacher. And he's just, like, in a great mood. Not, I bet a lot of coaches are like that's that. Probably this is true. where that's probably the true. pressure isn't on them at all, and they just have the ability to do what they love without peering eyes and all that. They can just swing the whistle around. Swing that big old whistle. Hope I didn't make you panic pivot. Anymore. No, I'm not. I'm Like, I know where I'm going. Let's take a break and finish this out. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you all right, we're back. Mark, you. I want to uh, mention one of the teams that, that Greg uh, referenced. So I'll say you is for underrated. I'm asking a question. I'm not okay. sure. Is it possible uh, we're sort of blanket level underrating the Rams? I, I just mm. wonder because when I read like 
what Jordan Rodriguez describes well what the team is doing. Like there is an incredible youth movement occurring. So and Sean McVay decided to stick around through this. Like I wonder if it's a gateway to see that we're maybe underrating the powers of Sean McVay in general. Like the, to coach up like a super young roster that still has a star quarterback, arguably the best wideout, and the finest defensive player in football. Little top heavy, but there are pieces. Um, or like to your rebuild truculency. Like, Rub do build. they get to a point in the season and be like, or even the off season and say, actually, this doesn't all fit together the way that we mm. thought. And Matthew Stafford and others are out the door by Halloween if a team needs a quarterback or someone else. And it does become a full rebuild. I just wonder how they view themselves because they seem to be more confident in who they are and what they are than I feel about them looking at the roster. I, If I'm Sean McVay and, and I guess less need... I'm loving this setup right now because no one, like you're saying, thinks they're worth a damn right now. Everyone thinks the bill came due and they were terrible last year and they're just going to not be competitive this year either. And I think that's a little, yeah, that's a blanket statement just to assume a lot went wrong for them last year. I mean, a lot. And it's even under the best circumstances, uh, returning after winning a Super Bowl is a very hard task for teams. So now you get past that hangover thing. You get all the terrible injuries. You got a fresh start there. And I think what they're trying to do, Connie, a little bit is thread the needle. I think they know they're not a powerhouse maybe internally. But I think they look at it and they say, you know what, with this core, with these superstars we still have in the building, there's a path to 10 wins here and and being a relevant team and playing in the postseason. And then who knows what happens? And it's not crazy to me. I I guess at this point, they're a team that could be looked at as playing with house money if they do exceed expectations because the expectations are so low. But even just pulling up the death chart and looking at who's there, the defense especially, like, yes, they have Aaron Donald, but it's a lot of names that really are not big names at all. And you have Jalen Ramsey gone now, too. With the secondary, I mean, their their corners are Robert Rochelle and Darian Kendrick. Like, there's a lot of names that aren't household names. And sure, Cooper Cup could come back from this injury and be great with Matthew Stafford. But I, I'm just, I'm not really buying it. I don't know if they can I do think it. That, to the point of what you were saying, though, Mark, right, is that this has to be for that building. They're like, we like some of these young guys. Mm-hmm. We're excited about coaching them up, and people don't think we're going to be able to turn these guys into players, but I think they probably do. Yeah, they signed a ton of undrafted guys, too. I just think it's more. It's not that this is this 11-win season in hiding. I think it's just that maybe they feel like the plan is not just this is a throwaway year. We're not the Arizona Cardinals. There's maybe a lot more going on here in like a weakened NFC, and I just want I think it's kind of like we've seen Sean McVay coach a star-studded team, and we saw the result. But, like, this is a different version of it. For some reason, this Rams journey is more interesting to me than the sort of, like, prepackaged Super Bowl team that was foisted upon us by the entire NFL. You know, I could see them almost as, like, a a Lions of last year because we saw – we watched Hard Knocks, and, and, you know, of course our expectations are always high after Hard Knocks. But there was a lot of names that we didn't know how they could play or what they would be like in the NFL and how they would play together. And then they came together and and exceeded expectations. So maybe that's what the Rams do. Right, and I don't think they were happy with their coaching staff last year. They bring in Mike LaFleur, their their OC. They're asking a lot of Raheem Morris. The problem is I I think they're over under six and a half one of the lowest in the league. I think they think they can beat that. I think they think their recipe is we can be a legit 
good offense, like a top seven or eight offense with these veterans. And the defense, like Raheem Morris, like we are asking a lot out of you, man. We know we're not giving you much talent, but can you just make them respectable enough uh, for this offense, which has a lot of veterans? I mean, we say they're a young team, but like Stafford, Higby, Akers, Havenstein, Noteboom, Cup, Jefferson, those are all Super Bowl starters, essentially. So I'm You said six and a half? Six and a half. I'm banging the over. I would, too. It's just not a very good conference. Bang it. I, I think it's right. That's it's not true, too. I don't know. Six. I think six and a half feels about right. Like Bang the under six there. Or seven. You're saying that's a, they're six a, or seven. A, an 11-loss team? Okay. Huh? I'm sure, I'm sure McVay is ago. saying, yeah, go ahead. Good point. They won five in a total bottom-out situation. They still... That's a good point. Up next is Colleen with the always difficult letter V. V is for (laughs) votes and vetoes. We have the owners meeting coming up next week in Minnesota. And one of the things they will be voting on is whether or not Amazon, those TNF games late in the season, can be flexed from Sundays to Thursdays, which I think is super interesting. Goodell was pushing this in Phoenix a couple months ago. They had 22 votes they need 24 votes so they just needed to get two more for this to go through and i mean it turns out when you're paying 1.2 billion dollars you can get better matchups yeah 1.05 billion you could do it too Mm. you lose me on the math and the and the decimal points so yeah i mean i think that it's it's tough to to move any games in and out of Thursday because it's so early in the week, but they'd be able to do this with a 15 day advance notice. Mm. So teams would know ahead of time, whether or not they'd have a short week or maybe they're getting out of a short week. Truth. I, I like any flexibility that allows us to not get stuck with like a stink bomb on Thursday night, late in the year. I think the teams and the players have to feel very differently about it. I, I think in a way we get to a point where they're just being moved around the board for our pleasure. And like from a health standpoint and a planning standpoint, they're the, they take yeah. the, they take the L. I feel like we, we've come a long way in terms of like comfort as um, in like a Western society. I, I can live with like a thinker of a Thursday night game here and there. Like, I think we can accept that. Maybe Amazon can't, can hence the billions. But if you give me like four, three total stinkers on a Thursday night, it, just don't watch it. If you don't want to watch Broncos, it, it's Was it Broncos-Colts last year on Thursday I don't that like, went into overtime uh, and there that's was happened no a couple touchdown? Times. That was early, that though. Game. That's what I mean. You can't prevent that. That, was, that looked like a good matchup. As Al Michael said, schedule's a little leaky last year. Love that. A little leaky. <laughs> but that part of it was because Russell Wilson was so heavily uh, involved in so many primetime oh games. God. So many. A little bit leaky. Uh, who is up? I'm up. Time for a poised pivot. Uh-oh. <laughs> w. Uh, all right. You went down the Amazon path, too. Uh, that's true. No, I'm, I'm asking if you, that what, oh, what, what? what caused you to have to pivot. <laughs> oh, way back. Devontae Adams. Okay, gotcha. That's why it's so poised. I've had time. I love it. Uh, the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, now the Commanders, and there is a thought now that Josh Harris and his gaggle of buddies have, um, you know, rolled in or are about to roll in. Why do we have to stick with commanders? Like, what's the point? Like, uh, that was just like we talked about who was the um, private pile? What was the, the pig they rolled out? Private pork, commander. <laughs> what? Commander <laughs> Carnitas. What was it? It was. Commander Carnitas. Yeah, the absurd. Uh, oh, they the got rid of on-field character. They rolled out the yeah. mascot in at halftime of their final home game. Uh, 
months before the Snyder hog, sold. The hog dude. Commander Tutty. Ma- Major Tutty. Major Tutty. Major Tutty. Major Tutty. <laughs> I just looked that up. Uh, yeah. Can't say Commander Carnitas. I mean, you can't just better. change the name again. Why what? not? I think there's okay. lead, I think there's okay. provisions that prevent that, but I why not? But general, I guess you're right. Absolutely. I take that back. I don't like commanders. Why not? Just go back to Washington football team. I like that all that along. Was, we all liked it. Dan great. didn't. He it stepped was, in the it way. It was kind of a take that was kind of like, oh, everybody agrees. That's not good either. Washington football team. Why not? It's different. It's, it's like classic. other sports. So it's somehow <laughs> it's, familiar. It's classic? Yeah. yeah. Is it what? Because it's like the... Um, it's like soccer. Football? Teams. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of premier. It was interesting. But this that is one this is the other football. I know, but that's just it's just for one team. So that's kind of commanders fun. just doesn't feel right to me. I'm not. Yeah, I just think maybe that's a little cute. But it's this is a Washington. This is Washington. <laughs> like, what, what I hear you, but like what, where what are the names that you want? Like Joe Theismann had a pretty good point. Let me. There's let me a lot of this. commanders in Washington. There are many commanders in Washington. <laughs> okay, and Joe was right. And now I want to say my take here is not that the commanders should change their name. I, I, I'm saying, why wouldn't Josh Harris have the ability to? It's his team. He spent not just six billion, an additional fifty million on top of the six billion. Um, Joe Theismann, who once told us about, you know what, so many throughout Washington, scattered across uh, D.C., he says, "Chill, chill." I wouldn't be a fan of rebranding because we've had, you know, we've had three different names and. Uh, four or five years and right. to go through it again. I, now, that's one side of it. I think just to, just to change for change's sake doesn't make sense. It never has for me. But, you know, what would be the reason to change? If you think of the San Francisco 49ers, the 49ers He's basically speak to the history of San Francisco, of what they did in gold rush time. When you think of the Washington, D.C. area, it's the seat of command of all military. <laughs> He's right. He was right then when he leaked the name, which he wasn't supposed to do, and he did. By the way, that was Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan. And he's right now. The seat of command. Maybe we should call them the seats. The seat of command is truly wonderful. Joe. um, He's called on the Pentagon. Is Joe still going to be like the kind of figurehead with the new ownership? Because he sort of had like an unofficial... Uh, statesman role, which I believe was paid for by the old ownership. Are there any? I know Inglewood High just walked in. Any, anybody that's big Rams fan back there? Anybody Rams? Like big, yeah, legit. I see some hands hand, that went up. Hands, like I don't, legit. Not a ton of hands. They're not actually listening to the show. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know, the audio, the audio might not be available. There are a couple, the, Eric. There are a couple. Do we want to ask? One of the students, their thoughts on the Rams in 2023? I mean, that's putting them on the spot, but sure, I'm down. Eric, you mind handing over the headset? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk to the youth. Let's Love get connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does anyone want to talk about the Rams? This is this is what it's about. No sailors. They're deciding. Left, there are roughly 44 students behind the glass right now. They're deciding who will speak spot. on behalf of the youth of Southern California. All right, here oh, we go. Oh, yeah, someone go. stepped up. Here we go. Up. Someone stepped up. All right. Got some Who are we talking to? Hello, my name is Isaac Ramirez. Isaac Ramirez. Isaac. What's up, buddy? You from Inglewood? Yeah. All right. And you are class of? 2023. All right. All right. The best class. Sorry to say. I'm just going to say that right now. I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, welcome to Around the NFL. Were you aware mm-hmm. that this podcast existed before you came into the not, building? Not at all. Okay. That's something we need to work on. You know what? He's honest. We need yeah. to connect. We like that. We need to connect. Um, 
All right. I'm sorry, your name again? Isaac, Isaac. Ramirez. Isaac, Isaac Ramirez. All right, yeah. Isaac, uh-huh. you, um, as you know, the Rams have called Englewood home for several years now. Of what course. Are, what are your thoughts on the Rams entering a new season? Um, excited. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> yeah. You're in. All in. Because a lot of people are saying the Rams not so hot anymore. They, they won the Super Bowl. They were bad last year, and now they should be overlooked. As an Englewood native, you're saying people got to respect the home team. Exactly. That's what, exactly uh, what I'm saying. What, what has you- it been like for you, uh, you know, as a high school student? So you were here essentially when they moved into the area, yes. when SoFi moved into the area. Of course. Have you seen, like, Rams fandom pick up? Are you emotionally tied? Like, what has that been like for you? Well, for me, uh, since my last name's Ramirez, you know, I gotta gotta represent. <sighs> gotcha. Yeah. So technically, they're my team. Just just saying, just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mark, is there anything you want to share? Class of twenty three, your class of ninety one. Uh, at ninety two, about 92. four thousand years ago. Kind of looking Whoa. as we spin forward. <laughs> oh so my up. God, that was so long ago. Oh. Do you have anything you want to share with the youth of America? I have no wisdom to offer young people on any level. Okay. Oh. <laughs> what, about, what about Texas? Wow. What about Texas? I I think you're probably going to do a better job of it than I did over the course of time. So I wish oh. you well, Isaac. Oh, what, what do you want to do? Actually, I'm going to the Navy. Whoa! Yeah. The awesome. Navy man yeah. in the Navy. Yo. He doesn't know that song either. <laughs> oh, I do actually. I oh, do. you do? I do. Hey. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that young. Finally, finally, last question. You, you don't know us. Um, what can we do to kind of get into uh, the neighborhood and let people know that this podcast exists on, on any level? Well, to be fair, I don't really know anything that you guys talk about, like to yeah. that extent. Okay. Football. We're on oh, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football, but like. Football, uh, like pigskin, hmm. things like that. Yeah, pigskin. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Had you uh, ever heard the word truculent before? Uh, truculent. Today? Yeah, truculent. Your suit? I it, never it means had. eager <laughs> or quick to argue or fight. So that you can you can impress your Navy f- friends the with that. The more you know. I oh. learned that today, too. Everybody uh, today everybody behind a- the glass, classmates, give up for Isaac. Hey. Thank you, Isaac. Yeah, thank of you, course. Buddy. Good luck with everything. Yeah, thank you. See, I feel like we've connected. With the youth now, whether that makes a difference in the metrics, word of mouth—you you never know. Is that what the could only reason there. you're connecting with the youth for the <laughs> metrics, Dan? Correct. Well, I did notice a lot of his friends were recording that too on their phone, so we could get some major a little social, 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 social bump. <laughs> New audience. Social bump. All right. Anything else? Are we done? No. 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 And we I have three more. I do letters. have to go save my sick. Uh, my sick. All right. Let's roll through it here. All right. Um, I think I'm up. We'll do it quick. Yeah. Greg's up with X. I, I am oh, yeah, up. Commanders, change your name if you want, but I, I think follow Joe Theismann, <laughs> whatever he says. All right, go ahead, X. All right, my uh, my word is uh, Zeister. I'm not sure how to uh, pronounce it. Be careful it. here. What? You're doing this again? <laughs> I don't know. I, I asked Eric during the show if he could play a pronunciation guide of this word. It's X-Y-S-T-R. I saw this word, and I was like, what a word. Uh, let's let's try to hear the pronunciation. Zister. Oh, okay. Zister? Sounds let's hear like that again. Zister. I don't know if I trust. Zister. I'm not sure I trust. What is it? What, uh, is it? what does this mean? So the zister is a surgical instrument for scraping bones. Gross. And that's, I, I feel like the Vikings have been using a zister to their defense this offseason, just <laughs> picking it clean. Their, their top four cornerbacks. Gross. Are gone. Their top four cornerbacks last year, Patrick Peterson uh, was one of them. Who, who else? Duke Shelley, Cameron Dantzler. I don't know who was the fourth. Who cares? They weren't very good. Peterson was okay. Brutal. So it's all a bunch of new players. Uh, you get rid of Eric Kendricks at linebacker as well. You get rid of Zadarius Smith. 
And on one hand, I'm like, who, who, what is up with this defense? And then on the other, ooh, you brought in Brian Flores. That's a big upgrade. You actually can't get much worse than you were last year. So worst case scenario, uh, maybe you're the same. You're asking Brian Flores to do a lot. You need young players like um, their picks last year at the top of the draft who really got no playing time. Who was it? Uh, Seen, their first round pick who got hurt uh, right away, Lewis Seen, uh, and then Andrew Booth Jr., their second round pick. So they have some young players. They have Daniel Hunter still. If they can just improve to a little bit, maybe that offense is enough to carry them and they're not a total uh, disaster this year. Eight and a half is their over-under right now. That feels fair, but defensively, they took the zister. Isn't that kind of remarkable? And we all know 13 and four was weird last year, but to get banged all the way down to eight and a half. um, Yeah, I think that's my only pushback. Just we're hearing that a lot. Like, oh, Brian Flores is there now. They're going to be much, much better. Yeah, but you got to have players to coach up. And maybe it's the same thing in... Like I was saying with LA, they like a lot of these. They're guys. a one-sided team. I think they're they hoping their so defense. Bad last their year. defense. They're hoping their offense can be a top ten offense. And the, the O line's pretty good, and they have weapons. I think Addison could be a big upgrade from where Adam Thielen was a year ago. So the offense could be good. I wonder what they what they told Brian Flores because of any team in the league this offseason, it was the Vikings that have had to make like really severe moves to they couldn't even pay the rookie class with no that's why they had to get rid of Zedarius right that's exactly why that happened so I mean if anything you have to give Brian Flores like a total mulligan they were awful to begin with you've taken parts away and you're essentially putting them into a completely new scheme where probably if you're Brian Flores saying a lot of these players don't necessarily fit what I would handpick to start with so it's going to be a long year but to Greg to your point like they were literally the worst defense in the league last year so if they're the second worst, he's done an incredible job, metrics-wise. It's a lot, of, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on the offense. The offense has to be great, and then the defense. If the defense goes from like the thirtieth best defense to the the twentieth best this year, get is pay- that enough to get back to the playoffs? Maybe. What's that pronunciation again? Zister. Um. All right. Let's move on. A surgical instrument for scraping bones. So oh, surgical. I was going to ask you, is that like a, a butcher a shop? surgical we, instrument uh, what are we for talking scraping about your okay. bones off. Right, Unpleasant. Cool. For like an undertaker? Or like, is that a mortuary? All right. Anyway, Mark, why? All right. Uh, I am panic pivoting. Uh, and this time I have no backup plan, but I do have a question Did for you. Did you have the Vikings? I had a little bit of something there, um, <laughs> but I'm happy to ask this question. Why is for, uh, for you, for YOLO? I guess, a, a term that I think I banned in the past. <laughs> this is my favorite. I would ask this. Like, the panic is, each of the you, flop sweat is building. Give yes. me something this offseason that you're going to do to <laughs> change your life before all hell breaks loose in August. Something that you vow to do that will improve your life. Between so you're, now, you're throwing it back to us. Yes, to I am. The content. Okay. That is a perfect you know, pivot. That's a perfectly executed pivot. There we go. Okay, Colleen, you're up then. If uh, it was so I will be figure skating more because it makes me more of a grounded person. That's a great answer. I Thank you. Adore that, <laughs> Greg. Um, Dan. Okay. <laughs> panic pivot off a panic pivot. I will uh, be spending time with family in Texas and New York and New Jersey. Sure. Catching up with friends and that is revitalizing to me after Love a long that. football season. So okay. that is what. I, that's how I will YOLO, bro, low. Back to you, Greg. Greg? Uh, yeah, I'll be in Japan in the in the hottest uh, part of the year. It's about 95 degrees and humid every day, and I'll be there uh, for a couple weeks. 
And uh, I really hope to uh, just lose a lot of water weight that Good. way. John and I are streets. coming with you next year, by the way. Please. That's it, my goal too to lose a to lose a fair amount of water weight. That's what I'm. I'm, I'm just saying it's so. it's it's sweaty. it's sweaty. Also, listen to more Spoon and spread the gospel of Spoon, <laughs> the Austin <laughs> rock spoon band. And back there spoon. you go. Well, what about you? Lose water weight. I'm, I'm dead serious about that. Okay. Shed some of that. Z, Colleen, close it out. Z, last one, Zenith. I started with Nadir. I'm ending with Zenith. Very here. nice. And that is exactly, thank you, thank you. That is that exactly is where the nice. Kelsey brothers are right now in their lives. Okay. They are living. They have never been more powerful as siblings. They were both in the Super Bowl. They're hosting, well, Travis is hosting SNL, but Jason was there too. Jason was involved a nice cameo in some of those there. bits. Exactly. They are the big get for any, time, any show, any radio show any tv show that's on right now they had kelsey jam at the draft uh jason kelsey was smashing beers with fans in the audience kelsey jam was like a party right yeah it was a huge concert that you, they so they you are, got invited to that right i didn't go you're, but fil- you're philadelphia was. royalty the fact that you even got the invite and then said no nah, i can't make it work just shows you got juice you know you say Philadelphia royalty. I feel like I reached my zenith when last week Andy Reid told me I have Philadelphia hair. And I was like, Pretty well, good. there is nowhere to go from here. Well, I he, am at the top of the mountain. And he said, say hi to Gonzo during a live interview on television. Andy Reid. That's, no. that's, did yeah. they keep that in the show? I don't know okay. because I didn't. You were a little worried they might part. edit that out. What was out? Gonzo's response to that? I'd be at the on the top. I don't of know if he knows. I have to tell him. <laughs> you know what else? Like relatedly, you didn't tell Joe. <laughs> it's a busy day. Oh, busy, you told busy me, time. so that's the preference. You told me about it. I saw it. you right after it happened. Okay, it was a pre-tape early in the day. One more Philly-related zenith. Yeah. The Sixers about midway through the third quarter of Game Six against the Celtics. Can we not? <laughs> Can we? Maybe really fourth quarter. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Evil. They can't get out of that round. <laughs> they can't get past the up. Celtics. <laughs> I didn't, I'm done. I, They're ruining Joel Embiid's career. Go ahead. Keep going. Get I, it out. I'm I'm done. I'm done with the with the Celtics and their stupid parquet floor. I mean, Joel. <laughs> You're saying ruin, out. ruining Joel's career. I actually think it's career. beautiful. Hit out. <laughs> it's just paint now. It's not a real parquet, but well, it does look nice. It's over. It's all over. Five for 18. I mean, the, he's got to help himself. None Joel. of the sports in Philly ended up going all the way. So that's cool. Well, we feel for you. <laughs> Why don't you come over to the Philly side? Me? Sass? Yeah. I, I'm fine where I fan. am right now. I'm absolutely okay. fine where well, I am. Well, fine. We don't want you then. Never mind. I mean, you've sold Rescinded. it well. You've sold it well, but. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Colleen. Um, not really. Uh, we've the, reached the zenith. We've yes, reached, uh, we have. We've reached the end of the Yellow Book Road. The glossary of terms 2023 offseason is complete. Thank you to everyone behind the glass. You know, again, and also thank you to Englewood High School. Shout out. And Isaac. And Isaac Ramirez, who is going to do some damage in the Navy. Isaac, mm-hmm. Isaac's going to go far in life because he was in a room full of people who are all just like looking at each other and saying, like, who wants to take the mic? And Isaac's like, he I'm up. taking the mic. That's What's a the good highest sign. level of uh, the Navy? Admiral? Total admiral uh, material. 100%. There's See, a lot of admirals like, in Inglewood. Definitely you're getting that wrong, right? Is it an admiral? Just another correct, <laughs> another correction to make. And thank you to everybody behind the glass. Uh, Eric, Randy Chavez, 
very tough week uh, and tough run for ATN lately, and they've been doing great work keeping us afloat. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.